Coming up on this week in Radio Tech, David Layer is here from the NAB. Now, David has this cool job. He's in charge of, you know, advanced technology initiatives with NAB, especially as they apply to radio. So we're going to hear about some cool technologies, including Radio DNS and DTS's Auto Stage and more, how metadata is so important. That's coming up next on Twerks. This Week in Radio Tech is brought to you by Broadcasters General Store with outstanding service, savings, and support online at bgs.cc. By Broadcast Bionics with the Bionic Studio, including talk show control, social media, and visual radio. Broadcast Bionics brings exceptional audience engagement to radio and TV. By Angry Audio. Audio problems disappear when you get angry at angryaudio.com. By Nautel, worry-free transmission you can count on with outstanding control, reliability, efficiencies, and Nautel's unmatched 24-7 customer support. Online at Nautel.com. And by MaxConnect Wireless, prioritized high-speed internet service designed for transmitter sites and remote broadcasts. Hey, welcome into This Week in Radio Tech, the show where we talk about everything from uh, the microphone to that light bulb from the top of the tower. I'm Kirk Harnack, your host here in the uh, Telos Alliance studios in Nashville, Tennessee. It's my home. It's my office. And I'm delighted to be here. Although I got to tell you, next week, our show will be coming to you from New York City. Watch out for that. And I really appreciate the folks at Cumulus for giving us a place to uh, meet and do the show from. But it's not about me. We've got a co-host here and a guest that you're going to want to hear from. Uh, first of all, let's check in with our co-host, Chris Tarr in Muckwanago, Wisconsin. Chris, good to see you. Well, hello there, Kirk. Good to be here. Uh, busy week this week, so um, I'm actually glad to be here where I can slow down a little bit and uh, and, and take a little bit of a break from all the craziness that's been going on so uh in the middle of yet another winter storm watch so we've got some oh, snow gosh. coming down and hopefully uh hopefully no phone calls and staying here where it's warm yeah yeah and i you know i know you've been out and about doing so many things you had some projects from last time that we got together uh and maybe uh when you know when things settle down you can uh, share with us pictures and video and and stories of, uh, of what you've had had to work on because so what i find is chris that if chris tar is working on it probably other people are too you, you seem to have a lot of, of the typical challenges that engineers have oh sure yeah translators uh fmam stl studios you name it i do it so um yeah it just you know, just like everybody else, you know, I, I kind of get these, uh, I'm kind of a slave to, to tower climbers. So I'll have like a bunch of stuff going on where there's, you know, it's just basically sitting around waiting and doing office work. And all of a sudden tower climbers are available. Let's do seven projects and get it all out while I can. So, um, yeah, so I, you know, it's been a busy streak. Now I'm on a little bit of a down streak. I think tomorrow, uh, next week it's going to pick up a little bit more again. All right. Well, speaking of picking up, we are six weeks away from the NAB show in Las Vegas, NAB 2023. And someone who actually works at NAB is here with us, and that's David Layer. David, it's so good to see you. Welcome in. Kirk, hi. Hi, and hello, Chris. Thanks, guys, for, for talking to me today. You're not going to believe oh. this, Chris, but I mean, Kirk, excuse me. 635 is my lucky number. Really? So, yeah. I mean, what are the odds? Well, that, that's not a number you can pick for, you know, for the lottery. So uh, when yeah. do you get to, like, like horse number 635 at the races? No, when, when do you get to use it? I don't. See, that's what makes oh. this extra sweet. So, <laughs> well, well, we'll try amazing. to make it. We'll try to make this. 
yeah, we'll try to make this your lucky show. How about that? Okay. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks right. again. All right. So, so David's here, and actually, we should let's get a little preview. Uh, David, you've got you, well. Tell us about your your job. You're some you're involved with advanced technology at the NAB. So you're kind of at right at the cutting edge of what uh, companies, uh, people who are members of NAB, uh, manufacturers, what they're doing. Uh, what are a couple things that that you find attractive or that you get to work on? Uh, and give us a little preview before we get into the meat and potatoes of our show. Sure, and and you know it's a great place to be, and I, I this it's hard to believe this is my twenty eighth year at NAB, and um, for a long time I've I you know recognized the the cool thing about working for a trade association, especially one, you know especially NAB, which which you know if I do say so myself, I think we're a pretty darn good trade association, is you know we're really at the focal point of an industry, and. Um, I've been doing, you know, we have the show. I mean, that's one of the things I work on every year is the show. That's kind of an all hands on deck uh, activity. Um, we have pilot, which is our innovation initiative. And uh, I get to manage uh, projects that uh, take place under pilot. And pilot has this thing we call the pilot radio test bed, which is, is my baby. Um, that's one of the things I'm responsible for. Um, I've been doing some uh, good outside work. Uh, but getting paid for it, uh, I've been the I've been on the Radio DNS steering board now for for many years, and I've just come off my fourth year as chair of that that steering board. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Radio DNS, it's a nonprofit, a technical standard setting organization based in in the UK, which develops uh, standards for hybrid radio. And we'll be talking about that, I think, uh, Kurt. Sure. We sure will. Um, yeah. Another another group that I'm working with lately and for a long time is uh, NABA, the North American Broadcasters Association. Hmm. Uh, they have they're based in Toronto. They have a uh, radio committee of which I am vice chair, and um, we're actually a partner. And NABA is a a partner with NAB at the show, and there will be a session at the engineering conference on Sunday morning. Uh, which NABA has produced, and I'm actually involved in that. I'll be moderating that session, so that's something I can I can fill you in on. And NABA's an interesting group uh, to work with. It's it's cu- primarily Canadian and American broadcasters, and we do get some involvement from Mexico as well. Hmm. Um, so uh, you know, when within NAB itself, uh, I mentioned that I I do show work. Um, I have been intimately involved in what we call our auto initiative for a number of years. Yeah, um, and that has been, uh, you know, that's been one of my best gigs. I have to say because it's taken me to auto shows, and um, it's I love cars. I I own a 2006 Chevy Corvette, and which I only bought four years ago, but it's a really fun toy to have, and um, so being part of the auto initiative has given me an opportunity to hobnob with the auto folks. And, uh, you know, and I, I hope make a difference for what we're trying to accomplish. Um, so I don't know. That's, that's a lot right there. Maybe you ought to just stop. 
Yeah, all those things and DTS Auto Stage and HD Multiplex or Multicasting or multi that's we're going to try to cover get to all that stuff. David and Chris, right now we're going to get to uh, talk for a minute about a company that's also uh, at the forefront of this, and that's Nautel. Nautel is not only a sponsor of this show, they are uh, just been an NAB in a big way, and they do the Nautel Users Group, and that is coming up on uh, on Sunday morning. If you go to the website, nautel.com slash NAB, that'll take you to what Nautel is doing, nautel.com slash NAB. Uh, you can get a free exhibit pass there at uh, at the Nautel website. Uh, it's LV7673, and even a link to go register to get you into uh, the uh, exhibits for free. Uh, there's, of course, I mentioned the NUG uh, Radio Technology Forum. That's going on Sunday morning, as it always does for, for Nautel, 8.30 a.m. to noon at the Flamingo Las Vegas. And uh, I'm, I'm going to get to speak there for a few minutes uh, pretty early on Sunday, I think about 8.45, 8.50 or so. And uh, then I've got to scurry back over to uh, to the Telos Alliance booth at, at NAB at the West, the new West Hall. Um, and then uh, post NAB, uh, Nautel is having a three day training course and you can sign up for that. Full details and registration are at that website I just mentioned, Nautel.com slash NAB. Three days, the April 24, 25, 26 for a very intensive training course, learn all about Nautel transmitters and the technologies that they're putting uh, into use, especially uh, with um, uh, th this uh, HD multicasting. You can learn about that, and that's that's pretty slick as well. So check it out, nautel.com slash N-A-B, and I look forward to seeing you there. I'll get to be there. Oh, and they'll feed you, too, if you come to the to the NUG um uh, thing on Sunday morning. Okay. Uh, we're here with Chris Tarr and David Layer. Chris, I'm excited to, to uh, jump right in and, and start learning about uh, some of these technologies. Um, David, I'm not sure what you want to hit first. We do have some photos to get through. And I, I think maybe David, um, we've made, you, have, you do have quite a few photos. Maybe we ought to start hitting those first and then uh, okay. uh, let, let fill in our, our other topics after that. Let me, let me provide a little background. I, I sure. think that's a great idea. Um, yeah. We had something at uh, in D.C. Uh, two weeks ago now, I guess. It was called the State Leadership Conference, SLC for short. And it's really, it's one of our three main events. We have the NAB show, of course, in April. We have NAB show New York in October. Mm -hmm. And then we have the State Leadership Conference, which, which is different. It's not an open to the public kind of an event. It primarily exists for uh, state broadcaster associations to meet together, to meet with us, and uh, we spend a day with them, and then they are just deployed onto Capitol Hill, and they go and talk to their senators and Congress people um, about issues that are of importance to broadcasters. And this year's event was extra cool, I, th I think, because uh, number one, we had great turnout, and this is really the, the, the best turnout by far since the pandemic. I think this is only our second try now since, since the pandemic. Obviously, we didn't hold the event. Uh, at the peak. Um, so I think the number I read was 560 attendees, which is which is a good number. Uh, the other cool thing, though, is the event was held at a baseball stadium. NAB hmm. is a block from Nationals Park. And it turns out, like on the suite level of the stadium, there are some conference room areas. And that was the that's where the program was held uh, at Nationals Park. Uh, they also have a club 
for receptions and things, and we held a reception there uh, in the evening. And the way this ties in the best, Kirk, to what we're talking about is uh, during the reception, we demonstrated a couple vehicles that have the DTS auto stage technology, and that's, that's the meat of the photos that I'll be showing you here in just a moment. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Uh, well, well I, if Suncast is ready and if you're ready, David, we could start with the first yeah, picture. Yeah, let's go ahead and start. So this is a picture from the event. Uh, you see me, I'm wearing the red baseball hat. And, and you all, thanks for indulging me because this was such a cool event. I love sharing pictures of it. Um, we had encouraged attendees to wear some sport, sporting attire because of the location in the ballpark there. And to my right is Sam Athene, our CTO. He's wearing a jersey from his from ECU, his alma mater. Um, mm -hmm. Next to Sam is Dave Santrella, who is our, um, our our joint board chair. He's he's the CEO of Salem Media. Um, to his right is April Cardi Sip. She's the EVP of um, Industry Affairs at NAB, and she is also uh, manages our auto committee. We have an auto committee. Uh, which is comprised of board members chaired by Jenny Morris uh, of Hubbard. Uh, and this panel that you see here convened at the SLC was to talk about our auto initiative. And then last but not least to my left is a guy named Manny Centeno who works for FEMA. So uh, this was our panel. Uh, each of us, it was only a 30-minute panel, so we didn't talk for a whole heck of a long time. Uh, the thing that I talked about was was um, AM radio and the issues surrounding use of AM in electric vehicles. And I'll, I'll talk about that again shortly, I suspect. Let's go to the next picture. Just going to fly through some of these. This is a, a zoom out of the room. It was interesting. We actually had two rooms and we had a stage on each one and we would cut back and forth between the two stages uh, so that everybody felt like, you know, they were in the place to be. And it's cool because the stadium is just totally wired for video and audio. So this was a very easy um, setup to pull off. Um, so next, And then you can see, if you look in the foreground there, you see a placard which says California. Well, that's how the room is organized. Each state has a table um, uh -huh. with a flag on it. So it's really fun. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a political convention. Um, so uh, let's go to the next picture, please. This is just more of us. I'm talking there on the panel. Um, next slide. So now, now we're down, and that was the conference room. Now we're down by what they call the PNC Diamond Club. It's a really nice, uh, you know, event space for holding uh, receptions and things. And it, on the back end of it, it opens out onto the stadium. And in fact, one of the things they had going there was a tour of the batting cages and the bullpens. So. It was a fun place to be, and it's clear that people like being in ballparks. You know, our attendees were just, they were all day long going outside, looking at the stadium, uh, you know, taking phone calls in the seats, in the stands, and so so on. Um, but these cars, during the reception, these cars, the one on the left is a Hyundai Ionic 5. That is an electric car, hmm. and mm -hmm. it has ETS Auto Stage, the Vehicle on the right is a Mercedes-Benz C-Class vehicle, which also has auto stage. And we're going to spend the next few minutes here looking at the implementations and talking about the differences between them. 
So let's go ahead and move forward, please. Okay, so here's me. Excuse me, sitting in the, the Hyundai. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's go to the next slide, which is a zoom in of this. What ah. you see here is, this is a, a the auto stage interface for the Hyundai. And if you look on the left side there, you see what that's the station list. Yeah. And every station has a logo. It has uh, station information. It has um, a slogan, if, if they so desire. Um, if you look kind of towards the middle of the screen, you'll see orange HD radio logos with numbers by them. So you see three, one, two, one, two. In this auto stage implementation, all the multicast channels are listed in the guide, just as if they were, you know, main channels. So uh, this is a nice way for broadcasters to, you know, to, to make listeners aware of these multicast channels. It really kind of promotes them uh, to, 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 to what the main channels look like. You know, um, except, except for except for a Tesla, that's the biggest screen I've seen, uh, you know, for operating in a vehicle. I, I maybe I'm behind the times. I'm sure I am, but it's a big screen. It's you know, I have to say, it's it's not uncommon. And this, you know, this is one of the most advanced Hyundai models. Um, but if you look at the other models they sell, like they have a, the the gas powered models, they don't have the fancy. Uh, dash instrumentation that this electric car has, but the infotainment panel is almost exactly the same. Hmm. So um, it's a great car too. I have to say, this is actually my car and I've had it for a year now and I really like it. I think it's a great car. I love the electric. I have a charger in my garage. So um, I charge it up at night and um, it's just fun to drive. I, I really like it a lot. So let's nice. move on, please, to the next slide. So the, this is a ballpark fun thing. You see me sitting in the car there smiling. That guy standing next to me is George Washington, and he has a, they have these mascots, that the, the, the presidents. And uh, go to yeah. the next slide, please. Oops, okay, this is, and zoom in. We'll go in. This is just another angle of, the, of my car. So uh, next slide. And now you yeah. get a better view of the guide. Okay. Uh, that you see, and that's a touch screen. I could scroll. You see all the fingerprints. I should have probably should have cleaned it off. Um, and now here we go. This is me with Abe and George. And they're a lot of fun. And at, at Nats games in the fourth inning, they come out along with Teddy Roosevelt and Thomas Jefferson and they run a race. And it's hilarious. So, and they're available for parties. <laughs> so it was just a fun venue. I think, I hope that our attendees enjoyed it as, as much as I did. Um, Okay, let's move on, please. Okay, now we're going to move over to the Mercedes. And this is the first time that Xperia has demonstrated the auto stage technology in a C-Class Mercedes. Previously, the only demonstrations that I saw, and I'm pretty sure the only ones they were doing, were of S-Class Mercedes. And, you know, the difference between the S-Class and the C-Class is at least $50,000. So. This is now more of a kind of, you know, mainstream vehicle that regular pe people <coughs> are going to buy, as opposed to the S-Class, which is a, a really high-end vehicle. Um, so this is, this is a nice, nice car. I liked it a lot. Let's go to the next slide, please. And now this is just from a slightly different angle. And the next photo, we zoom in on that display. Oh, yeah. And this is a lot different than the Hyundai's display. And you see that that cool picture there of Tom Jones. 
-hmm. If you were to put your finger on that and swipe, what would happen is, is you would go to those other stations. You see their logos kind of in the back there. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one way that you can move between stations in the, in the uh, auto stage interface that, that Mercedes has uh, implemented. Um, on the top there, you see favorites, FM, AM, and tune-in radio. So those oh, are yeah. the choices that listeners have. And internet radio is you know, front and center in this implementation. And it's simply, you know, whatever TuneIn has to offer. I don't know that it's a special set of TuneIn stations. I, I maybe I, I, I have to admit, I don't know. Um, but that those are the choices. So let's go to the next slide, please. So this is an also a, a, the first time that I believe this was demonstrated. If you if you go to the next photo, we zoom in and you see lyrics. So. Hmm. Xperia is making lyrics available in the DTS platform on Mercedes vehicles. And if you, and this is a new thing, if you had purchased a Mercedes, um, you know, a year ago, I do believe you could upgrade it to include lyrics. So it's, it's really kind of the future has arrived where we can update you know, the technology in the car. I don't know. That kind of seems like a like a backseat thing to me. I'm not sure. Fair enough. I'd be I'd be too tempted <laughs> to, to do karaoke while driving. So I uh, will have to. You'll have to get an Xperia person on the on your show, Kirk, and and get get the skinny on this. I'm just kind of a a tourist. Um, yeah. And I don't have all the the, the low down information. Let's go to the next picture. All right. And and again, just kind of the overview. And now we go in. Now, this is a really cool thing that we're looking at. Let me try and explain it. If you look at the logos there, so this, let me back up. This car was driven to Washington from Detroit. Okay. And when it was in Detroit, the Xperi guy who was driving it made some of the Detroit local stations favorites. And then he drove to D.C. Of course, he can't receive those stations in D.C. Because he'd made them favorites in Detroit, he has the ability to stream those stations while he's here in Washington. Oh, how cool is that? And it's only those stations. So it's not like he can, you know, of course, TuneIn is there. So to the extent that TuneIn has stations from other markets, I suppose you can do that. But as far as the radio tuner, the hybrid radio features go, you have to make the station a favorite when you're actually receiving it in order for it to stay in favorites and be available as a stream. And and this doesn't depend upon Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. That this is part of the radio radio's functionality, right? Well, right. And in fact, you know, with with CarPlay and Android Auto, those are what we call projection technologies because mm -hmm. you're just projecting what's in your phone onto the car display. There's no interaction between the tuner and the and the phone. Right. But hybrid radio right. changes that. Hybrid radio is a technology where the over-the-air signal and the internet are combined. Okay. And that's what makes that's the special thing about it. Um, so this was pretty cool, and I don't know that I've ever seen this uh, demonstrated so clearly before either. So let's keep moving here, um, and then go ahead to the next one where we zoom in on that. Uh, same thing. These are just more. Well, some of those now. I think what we're seeing here is a mix of Detroit stations and DC's WMZQ is a DC station. The 100 is a DC station. If you yep. look, though, at the top, there's a now playing area there at the top of that big pane. You see what it says, 99.5 FM, 
WICD internet radio. Right. So this is how it looks. And this is a, you know, this, this is not something the Hyundai will do, by the way. The Hyundai auto stage implementation is much more basic and it does not include, um, well, what we call service following where the, um, the stream can be substituted for the over the air signal if you're far away. But either either said, now or either now, David, or at the end of your talk, I'd like to understand, you know, what is essential for the broadcaster to be putting out there so that this technology is aware of the over the air signal and aware of the identical stream that's a, that's available. I, I I'm sure you'll answer that, but I just want to make sure well, that we what? Let's answer right now, Kirk, because I'm okay. looking at the clock here, and I, I do tend to ramble on. Um, the, the short answer is broadcasters should be signing up with Xperia to use mm -hmm. AutoState. And there's okay. a not hard to find. You can find a link where um, broadcaster signs up. It's free. Once you're signed up, you have access to what Xperia calls the dashboard. Mm -hmm. And... This dashboard gives you the opportunity to put in your station logos, um, the URLs for your stream, and a connection to your playout system so that the auto stage system knows what's playing and when it's playing. And that is the short answer to you. That is how these, that's what you need to do. If, if you have done all of that, mm -hmm. then this Mercedes will behave like I've just been describing. Wow. Um, David, uh, we got it. We got to put a, a pin right here and take a commercial break and continue the pictures and the stories. I want to, uh, get a comment from, from Chris Tarr at this point. And, uh, also I'm, I'm going to, well, let me put in a little plug for our producer, Suncast. Suncast is a former broadcast engineer and, and you used examples of those Detroit stations. Suncast has worked at WOMC as an engineer and WYCD. Uh, 90 and 98.7, 93.1. So anyway, uh, it's, it's a small world and it's, it's, it's good to have some good people involved here. Chris, what are your thoughts at this moment about what David's talking about? Uh, boy, you know, these are some things that I've heard about coming down the line and I've already got started working with, uh, with Experian, some of this stuff, um, you know, we're talking about multicasting and, uh, you know, I, I, we're for a small group, we're, we're pretty far ahead of the curve on that stuff. But, you know, it, I, I don't remember if it was it was David or I, there was one a uh, couple of years ago. There's a great demonstration or a great uh, discussion on, you know, this radio DNS, hybrid radio, where this was all going. And the description was you turn on the, the car radio in these these modern cars. You have your iPod playing or your media player playing and you see this beautiful artwork and these graphics and song title and information. You, know, you go to satellite radio, you get the same thing. You get this title artist, this great album artwork. You put it on radio and you see 103.7. And that's it. And you go, okay. So, uh, you know, I think that, you know, it's great that we're finally figuring out a way to put ourselves on par uh, with the rest of this entertainment. Because, you know, again, a lot of these studies are showing that, you know, what people listen to on streams are terrestrial stations. But, you know, we don't get that credit on dashboards, or at least we weren't. And, you know, it was kind of up to us to put together something that's compelling for the dashboard to get the manufacturers to follow along with it. So, you know, I'm very excited, uh, you know, to see all these changes and these, and these upgrades, because I think that is the way we're going to remain relevant in the car. 
Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to I, you know we used to depend on AM Skywave to listen to maybe a favorite station with a favorite ball team, maybe a baseball game at night, you know, or a hockey game and uh and, and now with this you could keep driving cross country and you know with proper cell coverage uh listen listen to your favorite station back home. We'll get to that. Hey, our show this week in Radio Tech David Layers, our guest, Chris Tarr is along as co-host. Uh, we're brought to you in part by our friends at Broadcast Bionics in the UK. But even though they're in the UK, they, they get radio all around the world. They know what, what hosts, co-hosts, morning shows, afternoon shows, overnights. They, they know what's important to surface, to bring forth to the the announcers on the air. Even if you're voice tracked, uh, the folks at uh, at Broadcast Bionics really help you make better radio uh, in terms of content and in terms of technicality, uh, technical stuff. So we're going to hear from Broadcast Bionics in the Bionic Studio. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Bionic Studio. The Bionic Studio brings all audience interaction to the fingertips of a production team in radio, TV, and podcast. Our workflow-led system is working 24-7 around the world for small broadcasters and national and international networks. Our telephony module, Bionic Talk Show, allows cost-effective centralization, remote operation, scalability and resilience across an entire network of stations, but at the same time is used in single-studio self-op environments. Social media curation and activity is now considered a broadcast-critical part of programming. Bionic Social means the studio isn't overwhelmed with a wall of interaction from an ever-growing number of social platforms. We combine SMS, MMS and email together with a speech-to-text service for listeners using smart speakers. We enable studio teams to curate, filter and display all platforms in one place and post text, images and video content to multiple platforms in one operation. Effortless collection of video content with Bionic Director has helped position some of the world's most successful stations as leaders in viral content, generating appointments to listen and free marketing via retweets and shares. Bionic Contest enables end-to-end tracking of on-air competitions, live reads and prizes. These could be on-air contests, automated SMS entry or online. Anywhere and Skype TX for Radio brings high-quality audio and video contribution into the studio with ease. No need for dedicated PCs to run different applications. Everything is controlled within the Bionic Studio UI. And incoming connections are visible to users along with all other platforms. Our codec integration enables connection, algorithm configuration and directory to a wide range of IP and ISDN codecs. The Bionic Studio, a unique suite of products designed to enable your talent to work smarter. The Bionic Studio from Broadcast Bionics, talk show, social director, and contesting. So much cool stuff from the Bionic Studio. Hey, I'm delighted to uh, be acquainted with uh, Dan McQuillan and his staff of uh, developers there at Broadcast Bionics. Uh, Dan's going to be on our show to uh, uh, show off some uh, cool virtualized uh, ideas. I think that's going to be actually right after NAB. We're going to have Dan McQuillan back on the show. He's always got inspiring things to talk about. Thanks a lot, Broadcast Bionics. Check him out, bionics, uh, bionics.co.uk or bionic 
Radio. We'll have a link in the show notes if you want to get in touch with them. And their products are available around the world, including here in the USA. Hey, it's Kirk Harnack on This Week in Radio Tech. Chris Tarr is along from Muckwanago, Wisconsin. And David Layer is here. He is the uh, VP of uh, Advanced Technology, Everything Fantastic Futuristic at the NAB. So we're in the middle of uh, looking at some um, some technology and pictures from a recent meeting that David was was part of. David, uh, if you want to carry us on forward. Sure. We're, we're nearly done. Let's go back to the, where we left off, please. Yeah. Um, With the photos. This was okay. And go forward. And this is just um, showing, okay, last thing I show here, I think, is this, this car has AM radio and 980 is a local AM station. And it's funny what I didn't think about, but boy, the AM reception inside the stadium was, was not that good. And then the sunset, and boy, I think we this was the only station we could receive at all. Huh. So it put a damper on our AM, AM demo a little bit. Um, next picture, please. And then uh, next one. And this is another AM station, 1500 AM. That's actually what used to be WTOP. Uh, right. For many, yeah. many years. Yeah. Um, so, and then I think we have one more. Yeah, so this is kind yeah. of fun. If you look behind <laughs> me, you'll see I'm up on the Jumbotron. A dream come true. <laughs> How about that? And there was a wow. line of people. Um, and this is this is when you walked through the reception of you know space and you came outside. You were there by home plate. And uh, they had a camera set up and people were lined up to get uh, immortalized up on the Jumbotron. <laughs> That's awesome. So, and and okay, big NAB logo, logos too, yeah. Yeah, it was fun. And so that, that's it for my photos. And it was fun. It's fun to talk about SLC because it's really a, a good and meaningful event. And um, I was I was a little skeptical when they said they were doing it in the ballpark. But um, no pun intended, it was a home run. So. <laughs> hey, so, so make sure I understand that the, the, the technology we're talking about here from Xperia is called DTS Auto Stage. That That's... This thing that can give you over the air or, uh, or you know, internet stream seamlessly yeah. or close to it yeah. with with picture with uh, logos and even lyrics if you want that. Yep, and it's it's what we call hybrid radio. It's a a radio receiver that's connected both over the air and to the internet. Um, DTS Auto Stage is the brand. Yep. So okay, that's how you'll always see it uh, marketed. Okay. Now at the show this year. My understanding is that what Xperia is going to be talking about is this dashboard that I mentioned a moment ago. Mm -hmm. And the main, well, one of the main reasons that broadcasters should definitely sign up with Xperia is you get analytics from this technology. So mm. um, on this dashboard, and they're rolling this out this month, I believe, they're, they're going live with it to broadcasters. Broadcasters who signed up will have access to listening data on their stations. And you'll see a heat map. You'll see, you know, number of listeners versus time of day, uh, et cetera, which, of course, is only for those cars that have the auto stage. It's not like a substitute for a survey by Nielsen or anything because it's right. It's strictly the vehicles. And then at, at the present time in the U.S., those vehicles are going to be Mercedes, Hyundai, Kia, and Genesis. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, well, it's it, well, it it's early days in, in that implementation, but wow, what a beautiful product that it is. So for those of you going to the show, I I think this is a must see um, exhibit, and uh, um, it could really be exciting. 
uh, to see this finally. It's we've been talking about it for years. By the way, so speaking of the show, uh, the company I work for, uh, Telus Alliance, we're at the show in the West Hall, and I got notice or saw some uh, a PR that NAB has dubbed uh, the West Hall or part of it as um, what broadcast zone, street, central, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I you probably know more about that than I do, Kirk. Okay, okay. So I, I, m- most of my uh, efforts for the show involve organizing the engineering conference. Uh, mm-hmm. For example, you know, we have the proceeding and I've, I've been reviewing papers. I think I had six papers to review uh, for our proceeding. And, you know, this is a referee journal where, um, you know, we, we read these papers and make sure they're worthy of our, you know, they're not just salesy and, um, you know, we try and hold them to a high standard. Um, so I do that. Uh, the other thing, the other main job that I have, which is an envy, enviable job, I must say, is uh, I produce the ham reception. Oh, that, so, okay, okay. And that's going to be held this year. It's going to be. It used to be held over at the Westgate, right? Uh, then the pandemic hit. Of course, we missed two years. Um, now that we're back, this is our second year back. Uh, we no longer use the Westgate as part of our our uh, show. It's not you know a venue where we hold events. Um. Mm-hmm. So the the ham reception is in the West Hall, like the conferences and like the this this broadcast center uh, exhibit area that you were talking about. Um, so it's Tuesday night at six o'clock. I encourage everybody to show up. I'll I'll shout out a thanks to Telos who have donated some door prizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, so far, we have over ten thousand dollars worth of door prizes. So. Come on down. Come on and see wow. us at the fun event. Hey, if if we could now, we've been talking about this DTS Auto Stage. We got a few other topics to talk about. Uh, I'm I'm always a little confused between what is Auto Stage versus what is Radio DNS. And yeah. you mentioned that there's there's a board, uh, a steering board uh, yeah. that you've been part of. Uh, it's for uh, supporting IP only devices. Help me understand what well, what's actually, different about it, Radio DNS. It's funny you should say that because. Actually, uh, Radio DNS at the present time only supports broadcast devices. And what? So let me try and contrast Radio DNS and Xperia. Xperia is a, is many things. They're a technology provider. They're also a service provider. So mm-hmm. broadcasters send their their metadata to Xperia, and Xperia formats it and gets it out to the gets it back to the transmitter, and then the transmitter sends it to the receiver, or maybe it comes in over the internet from the Xperia server. Okay. Um, Radio DNS is not a service provider. Radio DNS runs a server which broadcasters can use to link to internet content of wherever they happen to have it. So the the way that it, way this lookup works is when a receiver is using Radio DNS technology, which means it's connected, you know, to the internet. It's a hybrid radio. When you tune to a station, the receiver sends out over the internet to the Radio DNS server, a code, and a code that consists of the PI code of the station, if it's FM, um, and the frequency, which, which is a unique combination, by the way. Um, and then what the Radio DNS server does is it sends back to the receiver the location where that station's internet content is available. So the Radio DNS service itself isn't handling content, it's just a pointer where that content resides and the broadcasters decide where they want that to be 
Hmm. Okay. So uh, DNS, that's the, you know, domain name server, right? That's, that's where the name came from. Ah, okay. Well, okay. So uh, it's mostly the rate. So it turns out that different automakers use different technologies to support hybrid radio. We know I've mentioned Mercedes, Kia, Hyundai, Genesis are using DTS auto stage. Audi is another radio, uh, another manufacturer supporting hybrid. In fact, they were the first manufacturer to do so. Um, they use a technology called Radio Player, and hmm. they use Radio DNS. So if a broadcaster wants their hybrid content to appear in an Audi, they need to have set up what's called a service information file. Um, and that's what this Radio DNS uh server will point to when a, someone tunes into the station it'll point to the si file that that station has set up and it may be uh, they may host it themselves um they may have a service provider hosting it um but that's how the hybrid technology works in the case of audi um or Xperia, I, i'll say it again you know the, the the best way to work with Xperia is to is to not go through radio dns but to sign up with them directly Gotcha. Because of all the benefits, and it's free. I mean, why would you not do that? It's it's you'd be crazy not to. Um, I, I'll put so, a, a link in the in the show notes to uh, Xperia. I'm gonna I'll try to get the exact sign up uh, page, but certainly to the yeah. page about about Auto Stage. Right, right. Okay, alrighty. Hey, you mentioned hey, uh, IP mm -hmm. devices, though. I wanted to say one yeah, more yeah. thing about Radio DNS. Sure. Currently. This database that Radio DNS has of, you know, where internet content is located for all these radio stations is only accessible by a radio receiver because you need those key numbers that I was talking about, PI code and frequency. Okay. The Radio DNS membership is currently considering a proposal which would give IP-only devices access to the Radio DNS database. And this is a fundamental shift in the service uh -huh. because at the present time ip only devices it's very difficult and ip only if, if somebody has the resources they can brute force determine where the where the you know what what where the content is located that's formatted in radio dns format but by and large they can't access that so we are considering the membership is considering and the board is recommending that we do this that we set up a procedure whereby IP-only devices can access the database. And we think that this will, um, you know, this will increase the value of the radio DNS information because now a broadcaster uh, puts it in the radio DNS format and then multiple uh, receiver technologies have access to it. I think dovetailing real well is one of the topics that you put on your list that we should talk about, but this seems like to me like a great time to talk about it. And that is the importance of broadcasters paying attention to their metadata, that it works well, that it, it's formatted correctly, and then sent to uh, some of these, these important places, not just to your RDS encoder and not just to your streaming provider, uh, but may, maybe some other places as well. Can you talk about about that. Uh, metadata to a lot of broadcasters seems like a very secondary or tertiary level of importance. But if we want to be there, be a player amongst our competitors now, which all have metadata, 
um, yeah. it does seem very important to, to get done. Would you talk to us it about is that? Very important. And in fact, I mentioned that, that NABA, the North American Broadcasters Association, is a partner at the NAB Show Engineering Conference. And the session that NABA is hosting is called Hybrid Radio. It's all about the metadata. And we are going to be talking about a new document that NABA will be releasing at the show called NABA Insights on Hybrid Radio and Metadata for Broadcasters. And it talks about, you know, how it works, why it's important. There's a list of uh, existing service providers. Um, so that's a resource that NABA is making available to broadcasters about metadata. Uh, it couldn't be more important for broadcasters to, to get on board with providing good metadata. Um, and Xperia makes it pretty easy. And mm -hmm. if you think back to those pictures we looked at, if I had scrolled through the station list, what you would have noticed is nearly every station had a logo and some information about it. Hmm. And that is a level of consistency that I would have thought impossible in local radio because the problem is like, and this is an issue with the radio DNS method of, of oculating um, the metadata is only the stations that are doing it are going to show up. Okay. And I can yeah. tell you, I've, I have done, uh, I don't have an Audi with hybrid radio, but I've test driven one in our market here in DC. And I can tell you when you, when you scroll through the station guide, it's kind of paltry, you know, the number of stations which are actually providing the metadata and it does not oh. reflect well on local radio. Hmm. So, uh, we have a guide I'll ref I would send people to, uh, the nab.org website. If you look under, oh, there's an auto initiative link. I think it's under mm -hmm. innovation is the main link. And then it's, there's an auto initiative. We have a document that we put together. It's called best practices or the digital dashboard. And again, it's not, you know, it's, it's different than the neighbor document. But it has a lot of the same information, and, it, and it's emphasizing to broadcasters the importance of doing this. It's not something, it's not, should not be optional. Your audio program isn't optional, and, and the metadata shouldn't be optional either. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to say it that, that the metadata now is as important. Uh, as yep. your as your audio because it provides that contextual information that people are, are looking for they glance their eyes over if they're driving glance their eyes and they expect to see something that's well, uh, you, uh, that, you you mentioned the the display in the the Hyundai and the and you know the the Mercedes display is even more impressive yeah. that is becoming the norm i was at the LA auto show in last november and i can tell you that is what that's what auto manufacturers are putting in their vehicles. They're putting in big, colorful touchscreen displays, and um, they look awfully empty uh, when a broadcaster isn't providing any metadata. Gotcha. Gotcha. Hey, we're talking to David Layer. David is uh, Vice President of uh, Advanced Technology uh, Initiatives at, at the NAB. He's going to be at the NAB show. Uh, he's has a big part in, in choosing, you know, what happens at the NAB show and coordinating different things there, including something that Chris Tarr and I both love, and that is the, the ham reception. And no, it's not food. Well, they do have food, a little bit of food, uh, but it's, uh, it's for ham radio operators. It's, it's, it's for us amateur radio guys to get together. Hey, uh, uh, Chris, I forgot to ask, Chris, are you going to be able to make it out to NAB this year? Nope, not this year. Got too much going on. A lot of projects happening right now. 
well, at the ham reception, I'll pick up a ticket for you. I'll just say, hey, I'm I'm Chris Tarr's proxy, and I'll I'll get you a ticket. There you go. And and Perfect. if if yours Perfect. if yours wins, you you will just you and I can talk about how much you'll need to pay me for for the, you know, for the prize. <laughs> I knew there was a catch somewhere in there. <laughs> no, I'd give it to you. <laughs> oh my gosh, I had people. I've had people leave and give me their tickets, and and they won something. Of course, I had to go chase them down the next day. Look what you won! You know, eight hundred feet of coax. <laughs> So, or something great cool. oh hey uh, uh our show is brought to you in part by uh broadcasters general store and one of the lines they represent is henry engineering now we've we've had hank lansberg on the show before and i, I need to bring chris tar into this conversation chris do, do you have a favorite henry engineering product something that that you just use you, you know kind of by default order when you you build a studio Matchboxes are one for sure. Yeah, matchboxes. For sure. yep. And the super relay is one that I've really grown to appreciate. And, and of course, now they have uh, the, the the replacement for the super relay. Uh, the uh, uh, oh, I can't believe I can't remember what what it's called. We, we've advertised it over and over again. I'm having a senior moment. Um, uh, the super what is it? Oh gosh, it it, it, it lights up LED lights. It's meant. Super light. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Man, leave it to Sunca. Yes, here it is on their website. The LED tally light controller called the Super Light. Um, Chris, there's something else. Oh, yeah, the back UPS. That's a great thing. You know, if you've you got a whole rack of gear on a UPS uh, or several items and you need to service that UPS, what do you do? Well, the, uh, the, the, this, this UPS switcher that uh, Hank makes uh, will switch you back over to shore power, the back UPS, fail-safe power switch. It'll switch you over while you're working on the UPS because UPSs can fail too. In fact, I've probably had as many UPS failures as I have had power failures. Maybe I'm using the wrong UPSs. I don't know. Uh, but the, the other thing that uh, Henry makes is their, um, uh, their power clamp. Uh, and this is this is a, a really cool product. Let me see if I can get over uh, to it here. And, and at the same time, let's see if uh, if um, uh, Suncast can get over to the. Here we go. The power clamp. We're coming up on thunderstorm lightning season for a lot of us in the U.S. And the power clamp prevents lightning damage. It improves your system reliability. It helps you stay on the air with power clamp surge suppressors. Now these are not your ordinary surge suppressors of course not because hank landsberg's got his name on these things the power clamp tvss units should be installed at transmitter sites and at studio locations to present power line problems from causing you malfunctions and damage to your audio and or video equipment uh they have uh, a series 80 and a series 200 two different sizes you know for different size installations uh, these are available for three-phase power as well as single-phase power and i want to tell you a couple of you know you don't realize always what a surge suppressor does for you. You don't know that your your equipment's been saved, right? Well, let me tell you a, a couple of testimonials. Tom Koza, I've met Tom. What a great engineer! Um, and 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 his his son uh, is taking over a lot of the engineering duties now. But at K Power K P W R in Los Angeles, Tom. Now this was a few years ago. But Tom wrote, our CCA transmitter would occasionally trip breakers and go off the air without any obvious cause. Tom says, I had installed a power clamp at KWVE a few years earlier, and then they had a similar problem. So he put one at K-Power, K -K KPWR. 
The power clamp units solved the K-Power problem immediately, and since then I've installed power clamp units at KSCA Los Angeles, and we'll be installing one at KLVE Los Angeles. Since I've made it my standard operating procedure to install a power clamp unit at any transmitter site that I'm responsible for. He says they are not snake oil. They really, really work. And as engineers, you know, sometimes, you know, our, our, our uh, spidey sense sneaks in when we're told about something like a TVSS, you know, uh, surge suppressor. And uh, Hank Landsberg uh, researched these quite well. Uh, he knows the people who designed them. And this is one of the few products that, that Hank actually didn't design. Uh, but he represents power clamp to the broadcast industry, and I can recommend them too. Power clamp lightning surge suppressors uh, available through Broadcasters General Store. To get to Broadcasters General Store, go to bgs.cc, like you see on the screen there, or call them at 352-622-7700. That's Broadcasters General Store. Good folks there carry lots of stuff, including equipment from my employer, Telos Alliance, uh, and they carry the full line of Henry Engineering products, including the Henry Engineering, Engineering Power Clamp Series. Thanks a lot, Henry Engineering and uh, Broadcaster General Store for sponsoring this week in Radio Tech. All right, it's uh, Chris Tarr and Kirk Harnack here. We're talking with David Layer of the NAB. And uh, David, let's see, we got another topic or, or two to cover. What would you like to cover, David, that we haven't let's, uh Let's go on to yet? Pilot. Yeah, Kirk. tell us about Pilot. So Pilot is a, it used to be called NAB Labs. It's, okay. it's our innovation initiative, um, and we do a lot of cool projects uh, through Pilot. We have Pilot members. Some of our, I should have written the list down. Uh, Xperia is one of our most active members of Pilot. Um, we have digital companies like Facebook and Google, I believe, are, are members. Um, and uh, there's a lot of digital work going on within Pilot. Um, you may have read about a project that <laughs> NAB is involved in with an uh, international group of broadcasters and companies to help improve the radio experience on the Android automotive platform, hmm. not to be confused with Android Auto. Oh, okay. Android Automotive is an operating system that many cars are are, are going to, and um, the early implementation excuse me, um, we're really lacking in good radio uh, features. So that was a very ambitious uh, project that Pilot has been involved in. It's ongoing. Um, it's my colleague, John Clark, is the guy who who is the executive director of Pilot. And um, you should, if you haven't already, Kirk, you should really have him on as a guest. Yeah, because that sounds good. I'm writing his name down right now, John Clark. Pilot. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of a tourist. Um, but there's a couple things I want to mention about Pilot relating to the show. One of the projects that's been undertaken by Pilot is development of what we call the Broadcast Positioning System. And it makes mm -hmm. use of ATSC 3 signals to provide a GPS substitute for uh, positioning. Okay. And... It's something that, uh, you know, can be used as a backup, for example. Um, and this is something that people who use GPS uh, care about. They want mm -hmm. to some redundancy. And the Broadcast Positioning System, or BPS, uh, is designed to provide that. So oh. uh, that's been, that work's been spearheaded by my colleague, Tariq Mondal, 
Well, he's another uh, NAB Technology uh, staffer. He will be talking about that at the show on Saturday at 3 o'clock. So um, I think you all would be, you know, your your viewers would be well advised to check that out. It's it's pretty exciting development um, from Pilot. Uh-huh. Um, the other the other show-related thing I'll mention about Pilot um, is the Innovation Challenge. It's a, it's a contest, if you will. Uh, to showcase emerging products or prototypes that are poised to help broadcasters, you know, rise to some of their key challenges, and the you know in the in the in the coming years, and we've been doing it for a number of years. Uh, the winners for this year's challenge will be announced in just about two weeks, mm-hmm. and at the show on Monday at four twenty, those winners will be giving presentations about their technology. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll also be, I believe, they get a, a stand in the in the Futures Park area of the exhibit. Um, it's a pretty cool honor for the companies. Uh, NAB flies them out to the show, um, you know, and it's uh, that's another thing that Pilot is involved in and has been doing now for a while. Those are fantastic things. I just I found a a paper from uh, two years ago about this broadcast positioning system. I will provide a link to that in the show notes. And thanks for the tip on John Clark. I just looked him up, and uh, we'll ask John to be on the show. Uh, Either we'll catch him at NAB or uh, we'll get him uh, after after the NAB And there's actually two presentations about uh, BPS at the show. Okay. They're they're consecutive. Mm -hmm. So if you're there for one, you can just hang around and see the other. And it's there with different companies, NAB and other companies, because we have partners who are actually uh, developing prototypes and stuff. Okay. So, all right. Uh, that's pretty cool. That's that's one of the uh, coolest things, I, I dare say, that has come out of Pilot um, in, in the last couple of years. Uh, hey, I'm one jealous. more. Um... I, wish, I wish it was my project. <laughs> Well, uh, another quick topic or question before we uh, get to our last break and then our tip of the week. How does how are you seeing ATSC 3.0? And we've we've talked to Mark Aitken uh, on the show uh, a couple of years ago, but how are you seeing ATSC uh, dovetail in with with the interest of of radio broadcasters? Well, it just so happens that uh, on I but let me just I have some notes here. I wrote that down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, oh, shoot, I didn't put the day. There is a presentation by One Media, and I think that it's on Sunday, mm-hmm. um, about using ATSC3 for audio service delivery. Right. And this is one of the, I've mentioned that I review papers for the proceedings, and this is actually one of the papers that I've reviewed. And I can tell you it's it's great work and very fascinating stuff, and um, very relevant because uh, if you go to the ATSC booth at the show, or if you went to the ATSC booth at CES, you will see, uh, I think it's Sinclair has partnered with Hyundai Mobis, which is the uh, the tier one arm, if you will, of Hyundai that creates the infotainment hardware that Hyundai uses in their vehicles. Mm-hmm. They have, I believe they've committed to uh, putting ATSC 3.0 chips in radios. Wow. And Wow, and there's a there's a project up in Michigan, and uh, you know, it's it should be easy to learn more about, um, where they're demonstrating seamless data broadcasting coverage through multiple service areas of ATSC three signals, um, kind of like cellular. I mean, it's you know how you, you drive through cellular 
uh, service areas seamlessly and it switches from one cell to the next. That's mm-hmm. the idea behind what uh, Sinclair has been demonstrating up in Michigan. Um, and I believe there's a station, I don't remember the call sign, um, that has set aside bandwidth for experimentation by auto companies and universities and whoever might have a good um, thing to test. So it's nascent. It's nascent, but mm-hmm. it's ongoing work. And the audio service thing is really quite interesting. I think they, the 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 uh, trial that that One Media is talking about had, I'm going to say, 14 audio services in this, you know, in a an equivalent 200 kilohertz bandwidth. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. So their claim is that, um, they can put, you know, they can do 14 audio services in the same bandwidth as a FM signal. There, yeah, there are some amazing efficiencies uh, to be to be had there, David. We could go on for another hour. We tell you what, we've got about 10, 10 minutes at the most uh, to go. Chris and I are going to talk about a couple more sponsors of our show, and then after that, David, uh, as, as long as you're feeling okay, uh, I'd love to have you give us a tip of the week or something you'd like to make sure that our listeners are aware of. I've got a lot of show notes to put in this week's show, so we're going to try to link to a lot of the things that you've talked about. This week in Radio Tech, David Layer, I'm so glad to have him here, uh, is is our guest. And we've got just a couple more minutes together. Uh, Chris Tarr, you've got some things to tell us about our sponsor, Angry Audio. They're literally down the road from my house right here. I get to go stop by there every now and then. Chris, what do you got for us? That's a, They're amazing guys over there, what they come up with. Uh, uh, you know, Catfish and the folks down there. Today, we're going to talk about audio processing. I know we've talked about this before, but... Just like music, you've got country and western, both types. Well, you've got all these types of uh, broadcast processing from Angry Audio, and all with a separate little niche that you want to uh, use these to fill. First of all is a C3 headphone processor. And one of the things that we found over the years with HD radio and digital STLs and those things is you lose that ability to have processed audio in your headphones when you're talking. And some people are used to that. Some people, it's very distracting. Or even when you're trying to mix something live on the air, if you're on a station that is HD, a lot of times you're doing that without any processing. So you're not really hearing what the you know the, the fades are doing and things like that. That's where the C3 comes in. It's basically a headphone and studio processor that kind of massages air into making it sound like it's OTA or over-the-air audio. And so it's a great little add-on for studios. And basically, um, you know, your your talent can listen to the way things the way the listeners sound. It's big, it's bold, and it sounds great. And you're not having to fight with that program audio to hear it. The next one up is the Chameleon C4, and that's for live streaming. So I know there's a lot of churches that have started using them for their live streams. We have a lot of streamers that are using it. Basically, it's processing for streaming. And, of course, you know, when you're listening to streaming, you get quiet stuff and loud stuff and stuff that's not real intelligible over the stream. The Chameleon C4 dresses that all up and makes it sound great. So whatever you're streaming, it's going to sound really good on the other end. It's going to be consistent, it's going to be clean, and it's going to sound fantastic with the Chameleon C4 live stream. Then, finally, another step up from there is the Chameleon C-Level. Now, we all know... It's not uh, very easy to get uh, Ariannes anymore. You know, they're not making compellers anymore. There really isn't anything decent in the way of pre-processing. 
for example, in front of a an STL or something like that, or or just a way to you know really get the sweet spot in your older processors. Those boxes don't exist anymore. C level has stepped in to do that, and basically it makes your audio sound cleaner, more full, even a little tinge of analog sound to it. Uh, Corny Gould, the man in the myth, the met legend, is behind the algorithms on the audio chameleon, and it will take it will make new processors sound good. It'll make older processors sound phenomenal. You want to check this out. And it's also relatively inexpensive. So you're not having to give up a whole lot to get a whole lot to make your audio sound better on the air. That is the Chameleon C-Level. And finally, something you'll be seeing very soon is the Chameleon C5S, which is the software version of the Chameleon. That is, Hmm. you can use that as a regular live stream processor with the software or... It also comes with a VST plugin, so you can use it in your favorite audio editing software. All of those things, you can check them out online at angryaudio.com. When you get frustrated with all these problems, guess what? Get angry. All your problems are going to disappear. <laughs> wow, that's that's a heck of a promise. Max Connect can make certain of your problems disappear. That's This is a, just a, a 4G LTE modem. But the thing about it that makes it cool is the SIM card that's in it. It's from Max Connect Wireless. Max Connect, Josh Bone, has made special deals with the major carriers in the U.S. and even one of the carriers in Canada to give you prioritized data. You can be in a stadium full of people all doing their Facebook updates at halftime uh, and uh, all getting terrible bandwidth and you the broadcaster you have just the same bandwidth you had when nobody was there because yours is prioritized over everybody except first responders uh and max connect wireless makes that happen i have used this in several emergency situations for my own stations and for wevl in memphis and i know there are literally hundreds of examples of broadcast engineers who have needed emergency you know hey our, our regular carrier is gone. Our regular internet access is gone, taken out by lightning or high winds, or in my case, a tornado that went right by our studio. And we use Max Connect Wireless to stay on the air and, and keep the data packets flowing. And Weevil, W-E-V-L, Lightning Strike took out their business class Comcast modem, and uh, this kept them on the air during pledge drive. Yeah, so they really needed to be on the air. So Max Connect Wireless, check it out. Go to maxconnectwireless.com. You can sign up for a a SIM card through your favorite carrier, AT&T, T-Mobile, or Verizon in the U.S. And uh, you can even get one that has two SIM cards. So if you're portable and you're not sure which one's going to work best in your area, well, get two SIM cards. Uh, Josh Bone will hook you up with a really good uh, system that's going to work for you and keep you on the air or, you know, Get uh, uh, internet to your transmitter site that you didn't have it before. All right. Thanks a lot. Max Connect Wireless and Josh Bone. There's a link in the show notes. You can click on it and get right to their website. All right. We are here with our final few minutes with David Layer and Chris Tarr. And David, I'm going to give you the floor here. Uh, what would you like for our listeners and viewers to walk away with what's important to you that ought to be important to us? Well, I'm going to, I know I sound like a broken record, but I'm going to go back <laughs> to the old, uh, you know, it's all about the metadata. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I encourage broadcasters to if sign up with DTS Auto Stage if they haven't already. And I would encourage them to uh, support uh, Radio DNS uh, service information files because it's easy to do. It gets you into those Audis because just signing up with DTS Auto Stage, <laughs> excuse me, will not get your, your station looking better in Audi cars that have 
uh, hybrid radio. So uh, those are two things easily done. They don't cost anything pretty much. I guess there's some, you know, there'll be labor involved with somebody yeah. to, who's doing it, but it's not like you have to go buy a new box. Right. Um, and it's critically important. It's critically important that broadcast radio, that local radio look consistent on these big, colorful, uh, connected car displays. And you can't just have a list of stations where, you know, two out of 10 have a logo. Yeah. Um, you really look like the poor cousin. So yeah. uh, there it is. That's my uh, my tip of the week. Thanks, Kirk. All right. Uh, Chris Tarr, you got a quick tip for us today? Sure. Have a plan C and a plan D. I was uh-huh. uh, at one of my transitor sites uh, today, or not today, uh, two days ago, earlier this week. And, uh, you know, we talked about this before I had my uh, my FLIR, and I noticed that part of the transmission line seemed really, really warm. So I went, okay, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to, uh, you know, replace the the bullet. I'm thinking maybe it's just the bullet. So I crack open the line, and there is smoke pouring out of it. It is not the bullet. It is the inner conductor is completely burned up. Well, now that we've taken it apart, I can't put it back together. So we're off the air. This is the line that goes from uh, just outside of the watt meter set line section down to the elbow at the bottom of the tower. Mm. So now what? You know, we're off the air. This is one of our big stations. So fortunately, you know, you give it enough time and think about it. We were able to determine that we had enough uh, inch and five eighths line coming out of the transmitter to the coax switch that by knocking out some old HVAC uh, stuff in the wall, we could run it outside and get it out to the tower. However, the tower had three-inch line going up, three and an eighth-inch line. Well, I always carry adapters with me, the adapter points. So what could have been, oh, sure, carry two or three of each. So what could have been off the air for days trying to figure this out, we were off the air for about an hour or two um, just because, you know, first of all, take the time to just slow down and think and, you mm-hmm. know, and instead of going, Oh, well, we're done. I better order some stuff. Um, you know, I just, I kept looking around going, okay, how can we make this work? And, you know, thinking outside of the box, well, if we knock out this ventilation shaft, that's a nice gap outside of the, you know, outside the building, we can make it reach around. And again, would have been stuck if I hadn't an adapter, we could have gotten there, couldn't have adapted it. So I always carry those with me. So always be thinking about those points of failure and what you can do to get around them. Good advice. Good advice. And I, I, yeah, uh, I, I have adapters, but I keep them at a transmitter side. I don't carry them with me, but you travel all over the place. So yeah, I can see that. Yes. Carry the them with you. They don't do you any good if they're three hours away. Yeah. Right. 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 Thanks for that tip. Good deal. Plan C and a plan D and uh, David layer. Thank you for taking the time to be with us. I hope you feel better. I know you're convalescing a bit. Look at that hat. <laughs> Here we go. It's like I'm back at the uh, ballpark. That's right. That's right. The Na- I'd love to go to the Nationals ballpark sometime. Sometimes if I'm in, in- the, the year they won the World Series. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, good so, deal. Which is what happened for the Nats. And uh, I had the distinction of being the only person at the SLC wearing a Nats champions hat. So I felt pretty uh. good about that. <laughs> I'd love to go to a game with you. That would be an absolute blast. All right, we got to go. It's uh, been This Week in Radio Tech with David Layer from the NAB. You can see him and talk to him and and hear the presentations that he's personally approved uh, at the NAB Show 2023 in Las Vegas. Chris Tarr, thank you for being here as well. I really appreciate your input today. Good to see you.
Thanks for having me. All righty. And thanks to uh, Suncast for switching and producing today's show on This Week in Radio Tech. I'm Kirk Harnack. We'll see you next week on This Week in Radio Tech. Bye-bye.